This is Del Del Medina, Executive Director of Black and Brown Founders. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Rewriting the Playbook. If you like the conversations we have on here, I want to invite you to be a part of your own rewrite. Join us at Chroma on October 7th in Philadelphia. Chroma is a convening where Black and Brown Founders come together to make a change. This year's theme is where culture meets money. And we're planning discussions centered around culturally connected entrepreneurship, crypto, and Web3, and real estate. You won't want to miss out on the opportunity to gain insights into these hot topics and connect with leaders innovating across these industries. You can also look forward to live performances, authentic headshots, and local foods that highlight culture and emphasize wellness. Save the date. Again, that's October 7th. And join us for Chroma 23, an event that's sure to be a game changer for you and your business. Go to blackandbrownfounders.com to learn about Chroma 23. Hey everyone, my name is Josh Torres and you're listening to Rewriting the Playbook. Rewriting the Playbook is a podcast by the Black and Brown Founders, and I'm here at Chroma 22, the money edition in Philadelphia. We've had some conversations with many interesting people centered around how money makes them feel. We also talked about wealth, legacy, and community connection. Here's my conversation with Jim Burnett. Hey, Jim, thank you so much for being here today with the Rewriting the Playbook podcast sponsored by Black and Brown Founders. We're super excited to be here in Philly at Chroma, the Money Matters edition. Uh, We're super excited to be talking to you as well. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So uh, for our listeners, could you just introduce yourself and a little bit about what you do? Sure. I am um, Jim Burnett, and I'm the executive director for Vested In. Um, Vested In is a community development financial institution. Um, We're certified by the Treasury Department to provide capital to small businesses. Um, And we've been doing that for about 20 years. In addition to making loans to small businesses, we also develop commercial property. So we own a 30-acre, 341,000-square-foot retail space in West Philadelphia. Um, We also own some smaller housing. And one of the things that we're doing right now is really trying to find new partners, Um, So whether it's community groups, uh, business associations, really trying to drive capital into broader spaces and broader areas. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's so inspiring to also see that kind of capital and investment within a community, right? Like, I imagine you... Born and raised in Philly? <laughs> I, I'm born and raised in Philly, but I spent a lot of time out of Philly, too. Okay. Uh, I think I mentioned to you before when we were talking yesterday that I spent five years in Chicago, did some time in St. Louis and D.C., but Philly called me home, and so I've been here probably about 40 years now, so it's like it's like I never left. <laughs> yeah, and, and the community is so grateful probably to have you back and bring all your expertise to the city. Well, I'm, you know, honestly, I'm more grateful for them because we can't do the things we do without their support and their ideas and what they bring to the table. And so we don't ever try to come into a space and dominate that space. What we want is ideas and input from the communities that we work in and figure out how we can work collectively as opposed to kind of telling them what's important to them. So the theme of Chroma this year is money, right? The money edition. We're talking about it with everyone. And I'm curious, you know, how does money make you feel? Um, Depends whether I have it in my pocket or not. So, (laughs) I mean, from a personal perspective, 
Um, we live in America. So in America, you need money to be able to invest, not, not just invest, but do things, right? So, but I think money is challenging from America's standpoint too, because people's status is focused on money too. So the more money you have, the more perceived status or more value you're given in our country. And that worries me because it, to me, I unfortunately feel like we're wasting a lot of talent that could be taken advantage of if we just saw them as productive, potentially productive human beings, but we don't make the investment in them. And so I'm particularly talking about young people and making that investment in young people and in particular black and brown young people who have really never been invested in in the way their white counterparts have. In Philadelphia and its surrounding counties, you have a lot of private schools. I mean, I've been to some of the private schools and my brother teaches at one of the private schools. But their infrastructure alone, just the space that you go into to attend school is a space there where education is inviting. And versus public school system here with a lack of resources, you go in there. One of the schools, they've painted over all the windows with frosting. So you can't even see out of the window. So how can you envision something? So capital is important. In this country, you can't live without it. But I also think that it's been challenging and unfortunately continues to leave the legacy of how America was founded. Yeah, no, that's so important, so layered in your answer. And, you know, everything that you were saying about, like, the public school system versus that private school system just reminding me. I don't know if you watch Abbott, Abbott Elementary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're doing a really good job of kind of telling that, that they story. They really are. It's been amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you, you know, you did touch on, you know, money as a tool, which we've heard from a lot of people. And I'm also curious about how money has been, you know, a way of empowerment for you in your personal life and in your business endeavors. You know, I was fortunate to have a grandmother who told me I belonged in any space I was in. And a lot of people don't get that. And so for me, whether, again, she didn't have a whole lot of money, but for her, the money that she had, she spent well and she saved well. And she passed that on to her kids and her grandkids. So there was kind of a bit of a foundation for me and my siblings. And now we're trying to look at that from how do we do that? Um, one, in honor of her and, and not just her, but other ancestors that have come before her and also kind of for our future. As we were building our shopping center, the one thing that I remember is my partners, and no disrespect and not to disparage him, we own the land. So our company actually owns the land and we ground lease it to our partnership. Well, they wanted us to contribute that land as a part of it. And we were like, no, because this isn't about your grandkids. This is about our grandkids and the grandkids from this particular community. And so from a both business and personal, I probably wouldn't have had that same mentality if it had not been one for my grandmothers showing us how to do that and pass legacy on. But then from a professional perspective, being able to see you've got a $30, $40 million asset here you don't just give that away and you need to make sure that you protect that for the future and for the young people in particular. Yeah, no, I, I love everything that you said about legacy and, 
how linked personal and business are, mm-hmm. right? That's what empowers you to build that legacy. And beautiful that you were able to make that decision, <laughs> given that context and kind of that imprint that your grandmother left you with. I'm curious on the other side, you know, has money presented you with any challenges? Sure. You know, <laughs> you know, I studied finance and accounting in, in college, and the first thing it did was give me bad credit with uh, American Express because I knew all the laws, right? So all of a sudden, it's like, you can't do anything to me, na 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 but they didn't need to, right? It was all they needed to do was report it. And so I had a terrible time with credit, you know, even knowing all of this stuff because I didn't know how to manage it and being responsible um, to manage it. And I finally got out of those issues, but it was, it took time. And the other thing it does is prevent you from acquiring other assets. And so, you know, part of that learning and, you know, the other things that we've talked about, one of the things that we did in building that shopping center also was actually start a program called West School Fellows. And with West School Fellows, we bring in high school students every year to teach them about real estate investing and um, entrepreneurship so that, again, we can pass that information on so that they don't go through the same credit challenges. And because they're high school students right before they go to college and get those credit cards, that's one of the things that we're teaching them right there. So hopefully they don't run into those same problems. But that was one of the biggest things on a personal level. On a professional level, I have tried to make sure everything I do is above board and that we never put our organization in a position for it to be challenged um, in terms of our credibility. So we pay everything on time and we do what we can to make money in legitimate ways that don't create a negative impact on our brand. That's amazing. So really a knowledge transfer to community and helping others kind of learn and understand how to navigate those systems. And then also acting in a way where you're navigating the systems from a business perspective. So everything is kind of aligned. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So I'm curious if there's any self-care practice you have related to money. For me, my self-care has been switching to online payments I have a tendency to put paper down, and this is how I got one of those problems in terms of you put the envelope down, and it looks great, and that space on the counter, but it stays there, and the bill inside starts to to gather uh, dust and other things, where what I've done to kind of make sure that my credit is constantly getting paid is online, and utilizing the technology now has made that process so much easier. I get notifications early. I pay early rather than, and then the other thing that I do is pay twice a month. So by paying twice a month versus at the end or the beginning of the month, I end up reducing the amount of interest that I pay on any credit that I have. And that has worked tremendously for me and and for my family because now we can do much more than what we could have done before. That's amazing, great tips. Uh, so any, any last thoughts you want to share with our listeners, anything we didn't cover today that you want to, I just, I just think money is, you know, as much as I said, it concerns me from a a macro perspective, right? Um, we are still in America and, and you need to really get a healthy relationship with money. And that starts at when you're young, but even if you're older and you've had some challenges with it, there are mechanisms to help you get a more healthier cha- a healthier relationship with that money. Do those self-care things. I love that expression, with your money. 
and do the things that make your money work for you and your family. Um, continue to think about legacy, that it's not just about you, but it's also about how we transfer the, the assets and the value that we've created for our family beyond us into the future. So great, Jim. Uh, and finally, you know, where can our listeners learn more about the work that you're doing, connect with you online? Sure. Uh, I am on LinkedIn at, at Jim Burnett, and I am also um, vested in is at on vestedin.org. And then the second place is at Black Squirrel. I was started a company recently um, that's going to be working with small businesses and small real estate developers to help them scale. So either one of those, I'm here for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today, Jim. It's my pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your day. That was my conversation with Jim Burnett at Chroma 2022, The Money Edition. If you like what you've heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow Black and Brown Founders on Instagram and Twitter at BB Founders. You can also follow me at The Josh Torres on Twitter. I'm Josh Torres. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening.